Hey everyone, welcome to More Than Meets These Guys. This week we're doing a little special episode because a little thing called Rise of the Beast came out. And uh, myself and uh, Boo of the Excellent Underground.net, who does a lot of our uh, GIFs and a lot of our uh, images, uh, he's uh, going to be on with me this week because as much as it seems like I know about Transformers, he knows a lot more. And uh, he has this great list of Easter eggs throughout the movie because that movie is chock full of Easter eggs. So uh, thanks everyone for being here and let's get started. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was just riffing there, man. Sorry. That's um, all right. So yeah, we uh, we saw it um, ourselves on Saturday. Um, and I, I know you saw it yourself recently as well. Um, oh yeah. First of all, what was your impression? Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, it pretty much it, it met a lot of the expectations I had for the movie. Yeah, same yeah. here. I actually exceeded a lot of the ex- expectations I had for the movie because I was not really looking forward to how the beasts are going to look, how they acted, and so on. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get a lot of them, but what we got, I liked. And they touched on so many very uh, special touchstones of the Beast Wars lore, which is really nice. And I think we're going to go into that a bit as we go on. Oh, yeah. Um, the same thing here. I loved it. I, I was, um, I, I have a problem putting uh, Bumblebee up with, with, with the rest of the, uh, the Bay movies because it's kind of its own separate animal. But of mm-hmm. all those big cast movies, I think it's my favorite of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, very happy with it. Uh, even the little things that I was worried about and people were kind of complaining about that I, I thought I was going to have a problem with came out really nicely. Yeah, so, I, I like the way they did the, the beast modes on there because, I mean, if they, went i guess in the same vein as the tv show then we'd end up with like lion king yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that would have like kind of taken some of the believability out of it if they looked like real animals yeah exactly and honestly uh they have them sort of um you know i i guess demigods or avatars to this indigenous people was a really good choice i thought i mean you, you oh, see yeah. Better, yeah you saw better than that with the uh, almost i guess it was early drawings that they they found in the temple of of uh, large animals and people worshiping them. Mm-hmm. So it was all a nice touch. Um, yeah, like I said, uh, I, I thought it was fantastic too. I, I was surprised our friend um, uh, Jim, uh, he's with the, from the old uh, Axelon Underground days. Uh, he oh, yeah. that thing like excited. And yeah, he said, yeah, there's small gripes, but he says that thing was such a great movie. He actually, he's very... Um, he is very much into the arts, very much into um, you know filming photography, and he had nothing bad to say about the movie. He thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it's a popcorn movie. We all know. Oh that. yeah, <laughs> it's just there's no other way around it. It's That's not, Transformers. Yeah, it's not high art. We didn't go yeah. home in the afternoons after school to watch um, uh, you know uh, masterpiece theater. Can't watch Transformers. Right. So uh, yeah, man, let's get this started. Um, I really like how they they started on their their um their beast world, which you know with um, Ape Link, which is a nice throwback to the Botcon Ape Link. And, and uh, there's a there's a double Easter egg there because you know who Ape Link was actually kind of based on, right? Um, no, I don't actually. Glenn Hallett. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they were both uh, former engineers. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the first Easter eggs you get is, you know, first of all, it's the first BotCon character to show up in, you know, one of these live action movies. Yeah. And then it's also one that is based roughly on Glenn Hallett. Yeah. One of the three. Yeah. One of the three H's. Yeah. 
So that's actually really cool. You know, I miss those old Bacon days. The uh, they were, I feel like they're a lot more fun, a lot more personable. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, so you get that, and you know, that was, you know, it wasn't a lung fight or anything like that, but it kind of give you it gives you the weight of how that movie's going to go. The entire movie's going to go. He pretty much gets taken out quickly. Oh yeah. And did you catch that uh, they played Unicron's theme, like a new version of Unicron's theme in the beginning? Man, I'm gonna have to go watch it again, aren't I? Yeah, it was. It's, it's been very the, quiet from the 1986 movie Unicron's theme. Yeah, they oh. they have like a really heavy synth version of it uh, when he first shows up, and you hear it more when he starts eating. Okay, I'll definitely have to check it out. It may have been like low because the theater we were in, you know, there's the heavy bass surround sound yeah. stuff. Maybe kind of low in there so that'd be mm-hmm. a really good thing to watch not in the theater which it's weird to say that because you want to see things in the, the big uh, surround sound theaters but i feel like you miss a lot of subtle things like that right so i'm gonna be glad to check that out as well but uh i you know people a lot of people are asking the uh, insignias because of course he rips off the uh, maximal insignia and spot welds it right on his uh arm right and uh so a lot of people are asking what a lot of the insignias are. I mean, you have a wrecker insignia with the two hammers. Yeah, have... that's the actually the tread and circuits records insignia from yeah. like the newer comic. They did what 2021? Yeah, yeah, and, 2021. Uh, yeah. They have the Autobot Elite Guard, which is uh which you know is made yeah, you know, big by um the animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, of course they had you know predicons on there, so you know, obviously there are predicons in this world. Right. So now it's kind of neat, you know, and of course, there's yeah. also Decepticon symbol. Oh, yes. And there's mercenary symbols on his grill. He's got several mercenary symbols like, uh, see, like Sound Blaster from the War for Cybertron trilogy, like the uh, Quintesson style faces. Right. Okay. I, I yeah. have to go back in there to watch that again. Then that's really some nice uh, nods. It's basically showing what's all in this universe. Right. <clears throat> or at least what was in the universe before <laughs> Scourge Metal. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and that's that's the truth too. Right. Of course, we get introduced to the big MacGuffin pretty early, which I have no problem with at all. That was, you know, there's going to be a MacGuffin in big high stakes, you know, movies like this. Oh yeah, I mean, even if you go like the National Treasures, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the Declaration of Independence, you know. Yeah. It's- it doesn't even matter what it is. It's just how it gets the plot moving along. Right. Ocean's Eleven, you know, they're going after the cash. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's always something everybody wants. Yeah. Um, and this is another Easter egg because, you oh. know, Transwarp comes straight from Beast Wars Episode 1. They yeah. come yeah. through Transwarp portals, <clears throat> which travel through space and time. Yep. And then you have a reference to that later when Air Razor says they're from the future and the past. They're a more advanced um, race, essentially. Right. Which the Maximals and Predacons were. Mm-hmm. They were basically more, uh, I guess, in the Beast Wars cartoon, more fuel efficient. <clears throat> as it oh, were. yeah. <laughs> Archaic inner John Guzzlers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, I mean, you get a lot of it throughout the film, you know, how, um, you know, a Primal will say this isn't how it pictured Optimus Prime. I, yeah, I guess you, you build up a hero image in your head. I mean, he was obviously named after Prime. Oh, yeah. Well, and if they're from the future, then he's going to be a different Optimus Prime because yeah. they're going to see that end result of Prime rather than, you know, it's like we have George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. If you met them in their like teens, you'd probably say, wow, this guy's a jerk or something. You know? <laughs> or, uh, you know, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, well, man, yeah. <laughs> don't I don't even want to go there. 
<laughs> I knew a lot of people who really idolized Andrew Jackson when I was uh, growing Oof. up. Yeah, exactly. That's growing up in the South, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hickory. It's <laughs> like old Stonewall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> you're, uh, you're introduced to a really good villain. And I think Andre said that this is a really br- you know, like brave idea for them to go with a major Transformers movie that didn't have Megatron or a form of him as the main villain. Right. Because you are, it's it's like the uh, the constant struggle is Optimus Prime versus Megatron. It's you know back and forth or Galvatron or whatever else you want to call him. Right. So to have a, a completely separate uh, villain, and you know, don't yeah, there's no way to mistake it. He's a villain. I mean, there's no you know no shades of gray here. Oh yeah, he, he's really evil. Oh yeah, and he's a double Easter egg because you know there's a reference to Scourge the Unicronian from the 1986 movie. And then there's Scourge from Rid, the robots in disguise, who was like the evil truck. So it's like they kind of merged the two of them together to make this, this guy. new character. That guy, yeah. Yep. You had him ready. I did. I actually found him the other day when I was looking through stuff. You were zooming him around, weren't you? <laughs> Man, these are, these are great desk fodder because they're so small. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, they work in Hot Wheels tracks. <laughs> they they I, they probably do actually, yeah. <laughs> They're about the right size. Uh, so yeah, you have uh, you have that as a double Easter egg, which you know. By the way, Peter Dinklage did a great job. Oh yeah, the dude has weights behind his voice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if anyone watched Game of Thrones, you know, you you know that he has menace behind his voice when he wants to. So that was really good. But yeah, uh, he was really scary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you see through the jungle with like it's all dark, and you see the the like the dark energy John burning in his chest and his eyes. And that was a great way to bring him in like that. Oh yeah. He looked creepy. Oh, he did. Fantastic. And he was almost like undead, especially like when you see yeah. his face in the end, yeah. it's like, he's almost got like a zombie transformer face under there. Oh, hundred percent. And I agree. Yeah. Completely. Um, the, um, I think with, um, well, we can kind of move this along though. I, you, you said the whole, um, the gathering of the, um, the Maximals and, Ape Link names Primal the new leader, and he mm-hmm. tells him to get out of there. So you know, we, we, you know, with some you know hesitance and uh, some resistance, they finally take off, grab the key, and leave. And I like that they just had this like almost like a like a teaser thing right before the part of the story of the the, the people get involved. And you know, I gotta say, man, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not a fan of people in Transformers stories. Um, uh, Shia and Megan Fox and all that stuff. They had their funny moments, but it just got really annoying after a while. You wanted to see more robot action. Right. But uh, I, I liked uh, Noah's story. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 is it uh, Anthony Ramirez? Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. it, was, it was a believable story. Yeah. He's a, he got, you know, he's, he's uh, discharged from the army and he's trying to find work. He's, of course, you're going to have something like he's a, um, a electronics wizard. Like he can, he can, you know, hotwire um, cable boxes and that sort of thing. Right. Cause you know, like um, Wahlberg's character in the, uh, in the like five, five and six. Yeah. He, uh, he had to have some sort of, he was an inventor or whatever. Cade so, Yeager. Yeah. Cade Yeager. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, but uh, yeah. So yeah, honestly, Noah, I didn't mind him at all. He, he gave a believable reason for him to be in the situation he was in. Mm-hmm. And you know he didn't. He didn't look like he didn't look like he was 
jittery, dirty, and sweaty all the time. Right. <laughs> like, like Megan and Fox and Shia. He wasn't glistening. God. <laughs> Missed him. Bring your stomach now. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, he, he actually looked believable. And um, Elena's character, I, I know the actress's name. I heard it a few times. You, you, you're in science. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm in science. My wife is in science. We know how interns struggle. Oh, yeah. It's tough. And that is a 100% believable situation. Being yeah, it looked very accurate. Oh, it was very accurate. <laughs> People said that was kind of silly. Like, no, that's 100% accurate. Someone realizes they have a, they have a, uh, not everywhere, not every scientist or, you know, person in museums like this, but there are people out there who say like, oh, I've got someone I can beat up and abuse. Cool. You're going to do all this stuff for me. Oh that's, yeah. And take all their credit. Yep. That's legitimately <laughs> the life. It could be the life of a, of a, uh, of someone doing that. So, you know, I, I liked, she was a completely believable character. It did not feel like, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It did not feel like they were trying to find a uh, a black actress and Hispanic uh, actor. They mm-hmm. actually just felt like they belong there, right? There's yeah, no virtue, no no virtue sing- signaling. Yeah, no, nah, they fit very well with the yeah. story, which is great. Yeah, well, and, and it's New York. New York's a melting pot, more Brooklyn. so than probably anywhere else in the U.S. Yeah, you know. it was Brooklyn in the '90s, right? And uh, so that's I mean, uh, one of my good friends, Ariel. Yeah, he's. I want to say he's from. Uh, I don't think he's from Brooklyn. I think he's from Queens. He's gonna yeah, yell at me about this. So I'm gonna get it wrong. But yeah, he's in that, in that general now. vicinity. One of those. You know, one of those. Uh, those areas. One of the boroughs. Yeah. So yeah, that's the way it is. You know, you have people in your neighborhood. You know, you know, you you work with. So you know, he's trying to move on and get out of that life, and um, you know, he gets hooked up because he can't get a job because he was discharged dishonorably from the army, I guess, or. I guess who well, he was that. honorably discharged, but he didn't get a good review. That's from what a commanding was. officer. Yeah. So yeah, but of course. Did you catch the Cybertronics on the date when it flashed 1994? I did catch that. I didn't think to look at it because you know I've been able. Yeah. You know, like, well, it, it's kind of gibberish. It's not really the actual maximal Cybertronics. They just look like them, like they're kind of pieced together from the symbols, but. Yeah, they shift into 1994, but that's the first time you see the maximal Cybertronics language pop up. And yeah, by the way, everyone who's listening or watching or whatever, they legitimately went after the actual languages that were from the Beast Wars show. Oh, yeah. They they, they did a deep dive. They, I was really happy, and I don't even I don't think I caught everything they referenced to Beast Wars. The guy, you could tell he's a fan or someone who is helping him was a big fan. I like that. They made a big difference. Oh, yeah, they, they did a, a deep dive into a lot of this stuff. Yeah, which is fantastic. It means it makes makes the movie better with it being such a good movie and having all these things for actual fans to see that were layered in there. Yeah, right. Fantastic. And it wasn't just they dove into the show. It seemed like it seemed like they dove actually into the fan culture because there are almost like in jokes from the, the fandom itself that were popping up in there. Yeah. So I'm sure you have those written down. You have your list of Easter eggs. Yeah, so. I got my list. We'll get into that. <laughs> So yeah, I mean uh, the other moves, plot moves along, and uh, he he gets the guy in the neighborhood who he uh, I guess he did the cable box for to uh, yeah Reek yeah he was his name Reek Reek yeah oh god um <laughs> sorry the thing of the uh, the name the guy from uh, the crow Reek oh no um, <laughs> no Reek um, I was so, thinking yeah. Game of Thrones <laughs> oh god that too <laughs> jeez this Reek was a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, he gets him out there. Man, I actually like the character too. He's in there. He he gets sets him up with a with a job stealing the car from I guess an expensive, you know, garage. Oh yeah, it was in a hotel. It was in a hotel. That's right. And yeah, fancy hotel. A couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, once again, this is all believable. This is all stuff you can see happening. You know, and he's he kind of goes in there. It's kind of a yeah, kind of a goofy like um, the comedy of errors getting in there, but he gets in there. And yeah, the whole thing with um, you know, I don't know if Mirage was just screwing with him, or he was just having fun with him, or he was just like you know, kept locking the door on him. He kept you know putting the slim jim in there, pulling it up, trying to unlock it. Oh, I'm pretty sure he was messing with him. It fits oh, the okay. character to just just a toy with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he gets in there and he's like, you know, he sees like he's here's the uh, trim transmission going across from Optimus Prime. <laughs> he can't get get the car going. There's all kinds of stuff going on. He's trying to hotwire him. And, and you know, and that's shades of you know Raul and tracks from Make Tracks. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. That very much so. Of... Set in New York, also. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, Raul and Noah. So yeah, actually, there's a lot of shades of Make Tracks with this, you know, including the possibly messing with those wiring a little bit whenever uh, he, he goes back to the garage. Oh yeah. Or no, that was uh when he was outside of his uh his apartment and the headlights go off. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, he messed him up there. And then also at that same part, he complained that he got his paint scratched by his brother. That's right. <laughs> a little bit of Trax's vanity carried yeah. over. And that was that was cool too. You know, honestly, the whole chase was was great. You know, you you, know, you realize why, you know, he's got Mirage. He's not the uh our you know G one old Mirage, but honestly, yeah, I think you were saying he feels more like a hot rod character. Oh yeah, he definitely has that that youth element to him, but also yeah. the way, you know, uh, Pete Davidson sounds, it sounds a little bit like Judd Nelson's hot rod. It does. You know, I could see that voice coming out of the IDW or hot rod actually. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, so he gets, he um, takes him to this, uh, to the garage where he's, he's they've all going to meet up, you know, the, um, all oh, the, uh, sorry. sorry about his powers, his yeah. abilities. Yeah. Uh, that actually matches more closely to the original tech specs. For Mirage oh. and the Transformers, yeah, he was more, I guess, like a displacer beast. Oh, nice! Like he would appear where he wasn't, you know. Oh, so, awesome, yeah. yeah, it would throw off where he was rather than just uh, being invisible. Nice invisibility was added for the Sunbow show, but according to the tech specs in the Transformers universe profile, uh, he would basically make images of himself where he wasn't, which nice. is what okay. he was doing in this. So. Yeah, so uh, it's all that he they get to that uh, the garage and everyone else shows up, but um, you know Optimus Prime is really angry at this. That dude mm-hmm. is he is like grumpy as, as hell. Um, you know, once again, this is not uh, the Bay Universe Prime. This is uh, the Bumblebee Universe Prime, and uh, he's you know doing why he has uh, he brought a human there, and he's like, yeah, well, you know, he's going to help us, and uh, you know, and it, it was. It was a whole thing where you get the you get the impression he's walking around saying, you know, you know, uh, how do you do this? Like, Mirage, stay there, stay hidden. He's kind of making fun of Optimus Prime's voice because he's that character. That's oh he, yeah, and he, he makes a reference to Big. He does the, when there was a plot point in Big where they were trying to design a new Transformer. Yeah, that was so, intentional. Yeah, that was totally that's some one of those fandom jokes I think that they worked in because yeah, almost every at least the old school Transformer fans all were like, oh wow, big, God, you know. I remember there was a someone talking about on uh, one of the Facebook groups about uh, they they were 
kind of take that you should be able to have like skyscraper sized you know transformers fighting and that even plays more into that oh totally the transformer well and then in big they decided he told them it'd be better to have a bug and then you know later in the movie there's like bug transformers everywhere yeah nice (laughs) God, okay. I'm this. We're in like the first half hour, and there's just all this stuff already. Oh yeah, and well, and going back to Elena's story, yeah, th- when she gets the Air Razor statue, that's yeah. a reference back to the Transformers comics, The Matrix Quest. Oh, uh, was it, it was 62, like the uh, like the Maltese Falcon. But I was gonna say like the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, yeah, it's called Bird of Prey. It was issue uh, sixty two in the American comics, and it was. Uh, 262 through 264 in the UK comics. I remember that. You know, Night they they was, split uh, them up. Yeah. Yeah. Night, Night B figure prominently because he's the detective. Oh, yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's the, I think the only time you see in G1 where you have just a statue of a bird like that, that's the MacGuffin. And it was the main MacGuffin of that story. Yeah. Which, once again, uh, was MacGuffin of the Maltese, the Maltese Vulcan was the MacGuffin of that entire story. Oh, yeah. And the symbols on her, the Cybertronics on the statue are the letters Q and B. Yeah, I think we were um, you, we asked you about that later on. And there, it must be initials for somebody, initials or it means something. But uh, yeah. So She's yeah. Quarterback. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she uh, she takes a, a closer look at the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, actually, we're there yet. Um, yeah, they have the whole, I guess they go back to the garage. They're all discussing what to do with him, and and Mirage gets it. He basically plays to um, Noah's need to make money. Oh yeah, dude, man, you help us. We get this thing. We'll move on, and you can uh, you can let you sell me, and then I'll just get out of there. And he's like, "What do you want to be?" And I was like, "I can be. I can be a Porsche. I can be a Ferrari. I can be F one racer, which plays to the uh, original design of uh, Mirage." Right, and the Mirage that got changed. They changed his name to Dino from what was it? Uh, Revenge of the Fallen? Uh, Is that right? Maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, he was a Ferrari. That's right. So that's right. That's kind of a nod to that also. God. Once again, there's the, the Easter eggs are plentiful. Oh, yeah. They're um, loaded. Yeah. So they they kind of, you know, I, and I got to admit, I really was worried I would really dislike RC, but she came out really well, too. Oh, Dark of the Moon. That's what it was. Dark of the Moon. Okay. Dark of the Moon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, RC came out really nice. Ducati motorcycle. Yeah, and she's basically been a motorcycle ever since. Uh, God, Energon. Yeah, I, you know, say Energon's the first time she popped up as a motorcycle. Yeah, and then of course she was like, she's that way in like one of the babies. That might have been Revenge of the Fallen. That was Revenge of the Fallen. Yeah, yeah. where there was like three RCs. They looked weird and kind of horrible, but yeah, <laughs> they had Vehicon legs. Oh God, yeah, the wheel yeah. legs. <laughs> Yeah, they had, or that, or they had stands. You can, I don't know. Anyways, right. So that she looked really good. Um, Bumblebee was back to his old Camaro body. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, once again, he's. I think that's the way he looked at the end of Bumblebee. He changed his form to a Camaro. Mm-hmm. He just kind of you know, he goes off in the in the in the in the sunset, right? Because he went from Volkswagen to a Camaro. Yeah. yeah, and there's actually a reference to the 2007 movie in that part when uh, Noah asked him, "Are you a possessed car?" And then in 2007, Sam's like, "I'm being chased by Satan's Camaro." <laughs> that's right over that. So yeah, that's not real. I'm an alien. 
<laughs> like that's easier to stomach. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. You know, uh, yeah, the whole the whole thing with them. You know, he, it was a it was a I don't know. It, it felt once again real. And also, Andres, uh, our friend Andres said this as well. They all feel like they have weight and they have gravity, and everything moves around like they're real instead of like a billion little parts moving all the time. So they feel like they're liquid and they don't weigh mm-hmm. very much. They all seem like they have the mass of a Freightliner or a or Camaro or, you know, a, a Porsche. It feels that, I don't know. It seems like they got the, the weight and the gravity of the, of the different forms. Right. Right. And I, I like how they had like just enough kibble on them where you could tell what they were before. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't like it all disappeared and turned into little shards. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could still see hints of their form in their robot mode, which that's one of the things I liked about Transformers. You could kind of make out like you could always tell Starscream was a jet. Yeah, exactly. Or you, you look at Optimus, you can tell he was a truck. So there was a lot more of that. And uh, Stephen Capel Jr., the director, said he actually wanted to work more of that in. So the vehicle mode didn't completely disappear when they became robots. I mean, it shouldn't. That they're they're this is the whole point. They're they're supposed to look that way for a reason. Right. Um. In the uh, I mean, even going back to the beasts, they have weight and they have mass you know they when they walk around you hear the thump and the thump and they have a gurgling in their chest kind of thing so all that was really nice um you know you, but you still had things that make them differentiate them as when the robots like um you know um the mirage has like a, it looks like a uh like a um headphones like around the back of his head right it had these kinds of he had the certain things about them that still give him some differentiating looks as uh as robots which is nice it gives them character yeah it does it does um you know, I got to say also, they were really big on the appearance of, you know, trying to be quiet. Like Optimus Prime, he's driving up quietly. He mm-hmm. transforms quietly and walks into the garage quiet. I mean, as quiet as you can be. All <laughs> that, you know, they, were, they weren't banging around and falling in um, Sam Witwicky's backyard, stepping on flower pots and stuff. Stumbling over the oh, garage yeah. and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there was there was still a little bit of that. They played to the little bit of that when, um, when Noah goes to his apartment and is talking to his little brother. He kind of oh, like, yeah. like standing on the car, but you know, as still... soon as he stood on that car, I was like, oh, yeah. that, that roof's not going to hold him. And then they started <laughs> breaking. I'm like, ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. And he you know, falls around and stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, they, they, they go to the, uh, they, he goes like to the, uh, the, to the museum on the Island to mm-hmm. you know, retrieve the key. And, and I, I like that they, they, they make a point saying like, you know, he's like, where are we going? Like, well, we're going without that signal that that I can't see. Yeah, exactly. When you can't see. So, you know, establishes that, you know, we're, we're getting that, that gotta go, I guess that, um, we're, they're, we're using like Mirage as the lens and not Noah. Right. I think yeah, that was, we can see the signal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, we're like, we're kind of like as Mirage. We're not as the human, which I thought was a nice little touch. It was very subtle too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, he goes there, he, he's, he breaks in, he hears the, which he hears the window break. And Noah shows up. <laughs> He's in like starter starter gear, like a starter jacket and pants and stuff. It's oh like, yeah, who are you? I'm the janitor. You're the janitor. And uh, yeah, you know he was he's not a good guy. He's trying to be a good guy, but he's he had you know, had a lot of problems. So he's just like, look, I, I gotta I gotta do this. It's important. And he okay, he does what every every person in a movie like this does really badly. He tries to explain around the whole thing. Right. So there's I mean, uh, a couple of Easter eggs in this part too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh when she's looking at the uh transwarp key under the microscope, 
you see four characters in the Cybertronics. That's actually the word door. That huh. spells out door, D-O-O-R in maximal. Nice. And then when she's looking up the uh, Peru's unexplained uh, glyphs article, yep. the the names of the editors of that article were uh, Asahi Takara and Daniel Tomi. So it's a Takara Tomi reference. Yeah. That was nice. I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, well, it's real fast because she pulls it up and then scrolls off the screen. But yeah, next time you watch it, watch right when she pulls up that screen. Nice, I'll, I'll definitely do that. Uh, so yeah, it's almost a relief though when uh when they blow the side out of the museum. Even mm-hmm. it's just like, can we get on with this? So there's this whole weird tension there, and you know the the security guard gets taken out and the uh, they they get thrown around and. The little freezer guys, I guess they they call him yeah, freezer. They don't call him anything on there, but yeah, it's yeah. freezer. Yeah. yeah, it looks like almost like frenzy from uh from um, two thousand seven movie. Yeah, they're pretty. Uh, I don't know. They're fantastic. They're just like I was like little minions or whatever. Little you know, you guys that send in for uh, smaller things like people. Oh yeah. Oh, nice one more yeah. thing. When yeah. she's looking at the glyph of Optimus Primal. Mm-hmm. Like you know, she sees the the Cheetor one, then the Rhino, and then if you look at the bottom, it actually says that linguists have determined that this one is called Optimus Primal. Like it literally says Optimus Primal in the like the the footnote underneath the picture, the caption under the picture. So someone's working on the uh, translating the Maxwell language. Yeah, or I guess <laughs> or the the, the indigenous people who spoke to him. Yeah, that they spoke to said he's called Optimus Primal. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, next time you watch it, look at the bottom of that picture, and you'll actually see it says Optimus Primal at the bottom. It doesn't name Cheetor or Rhinox in their pictures, though. Dude, yeah. I guess we're gonna have to like stop, and as soon as I get this, uh, you know, gets released in streaming, let's there and stop frame it and watch every little thing. Oh yeah, deep dive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the whole thing moves along, and I, I like that. There's not like. I think the the problem a lot of people had with uh, the mix of the 2007 movie and the uh, the uh, I guess Dark of the Moon is Dark of the Moon had so much going on that right. it was hard to see what was going on in 2007. Had barely any like robot fighting, like but you had this like nice little teaser at the beginning of um of um what's his face Barricade and and uh, Bumblebee, right? A little brawl. It was nice to get right into this with it. They're all they you know <clears throat> Mirage is in his uh, dump truck mode. Was, oh yeah, which was kind of ridiculous. He's in that, and uh, they all—he's kind of like watching out for him, and he sees all of the, uh, you know, the Terracons show up. So all the Autobots show up, and there's a big fight, which is pretty brutal. I mean, I, you don't always know how your the uh, things are going to show up on 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 screen. I was uh, what was it a scrap hook? I was a huge fan of how he came out, like his the ball on the oh head. battle trap, battle trap, not scrap hook, battle yeah. trap. Thank you. Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, battle traps. The the weight of that of that wrecker ball, mm-hmm. dude. That thing hit. You felt it. Oh yeah. Oh, and did you catch the the Marky Mark reference as they oh, were yeah. driving up there? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Marky You're Mark, Marky and the Marky Mark, the Funky Bunch. He's <laughs> yeah. gonna be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I did guess that. Uh, so guess yeah, that. I got a Mark Wahlberg reference there. <laughs> yeah, which is and, great. Oh. And yeah. when Optimus in that same part uh, told Bumblebee he didn't want him to go to that drive-in movie anymore, mm-hmm. that's a reference back to uh, Transformers. Was it number one, the Marvel comic, where that's they all went to the drive-in movie, and that's where Bumblebee met Buster. 
<laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Man. So yeah, it's they did their research. They dug in to like That's the mythos. Nice. Yeah. That's great. I haven't read that coming so long. Oh yeah, it goes way back. Oh, <laughs> old. Uh, that, that's literally like the first piece of Transformers lore published. That's fantastic. <laughs> God, I mean, yeah. I, I, whether you say so that's the nice thing about it is, you, if you get the joke, if you get the Easter egg, that's even better. But without yeah. that, you know, it's kind of a funny thing. Like, I don't want you to listen to those movies anymore because you know, right? It's bad these, influence. Yeah, exactly. You spit out all these lines. <laughs> You so, know, with kids, when you have kids, you deal with that too. Like, what are you watching? I don't want you on YouTube today. You're, you know, you're what are you watching yeah. on there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was a, there was an incident um, uh, back when my son was younger uh, with my uh, my now ex wife. We had to go because I think we were separated at the time. We had to go and um, sue my son's uh, preschool because he dropped a. Uh, I'm gonna you know paraphrase or like shorten it here. He dropped a. WTF, but you know, didn't say WTF. He said the whole phrase, you know, <laughs> yeah, in this little private preschool. I'm going, and I looked at her, my my ex ex wife. I'm like, so where do you hear that at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those drive-in but, movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, not that quite, but yeah. <laughs> the uh, anyways, yeah. So uh, I mean, all that was fantastic. You, you get, like I said, you're on the island. That big fight's going on, and they are brutal. And so much so that the stakes are like pretty much shown right there where he takes and uh, he takes out Bumblebee right there. Oh, yeah. And this is the introduction of Nightbird to the live action yeah. stories. And, you know, that's a reference back to a season two G1 yeah, episode that you just did on here not too long ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, it would have been nice to have the famous scientist. Oh, yes. Dr. <laughs> Fujiyama, the famous Fujiyama, scientist. The famous scientist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, actually, the the face was more um was more avian looking, like more of like a hook uh, beak thing on it, but it didn't look that far off from like the original concept. Um, of course, you know she she flies and she transforms. You know, yeah, they worked more of a bird motif into her ninja yeah. look, so it's kind of a mix. Yeah, which is fine. Be good in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, oh, know, and Optimus has his axe, his Energon axe from yes. the first episode or no, second episode of Transformers. Yeah, he uh, he starts out with the sword, then changes up to an axe, which is a nice yeah. touch. And it's not, you know, he gets knocked out of his hand, and uh, that's where the whole thing is Bumblebee coming up. He's grabbing it and he runs over to try to use it. And uh, you know, oh, yeah, he was really shocked when uh, Scourge just overpowered him. I actually I kind of felt like that was a that was a um reference to uh the end of Transformers Prime with the mm-hmm. bone picks up the uh the um Star Saber and takes out Megatron. Oh yeah, at the very end. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Spoilers there, guys. It's and worth then watching. also that's when Scourge mentions Primus. He tells him uh you yes. know, you call yourself a prime, Primus would be ashamed. So once yeah. again we're bringing that into the uh the realm of uh and I like that they refer, refer to Unicron as a dark god. Mm-hmm. He's not just a big transformer. He's not just a Galactus. He's a dark god. Then he's Brent for Earth's is Primus also. So, you know, you can essentially, you know, well, I hope they would you make the connection where, you know, there's there's lots of uh, different ways they describe Primus and Unicron, depending on which uh, show you're watching and, and uh, you know, which kind of theory you go with. Yeah. I think they do like three different ways in the comic. But yeah, so Primus and Unicron are like the, um, the, the, they're dualistic. Yeah, yeah. It's like a yin yang thing yeah. with them. Exactly. And 
for those that don't know, yeah, Primus is basically like the creator god of the Transformers. And yeah. in some cases, he's Cybertron itself. Yeah, and so, and uh, yeah. which I like that they they did not follow the the Transformers Prime, you know, origin for Unicron, which they did in the Michael Bay universe where mm-hmm. Unicron was Earth, because obviously it's going to complicate things a lot. That's also why I changed my uh, little avatar here to my Primus picture. <laughs> Is that the uh, keeper there with them? Yes, yeah, keeper with Primus. <laughs> That was, you know, from what God, what issues? It was like, um, what was it? Sixty one, sixty one, I think. Yeah, what's the name of that issue? Yeah, Primal Scream. Primal Scream. That's right. Yeah, Where he, he has. He, he kind of tells Grimlock and Bumblebee and maybe Jazz. 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 Like the yeah. whole story of how he came out and how he uh, originally uh, Unicron and him were the same being. Yeah. And, and or had, well, they he was made from the sentient core of the universe. Yeah. And Unicron had come from the previous universe. He'd eaten everything and went to sleep and then woke up. A new universe had formed around him. So he just started tearing it up. <laughs> and yeah, that's that's one of the three different versions of uh, the origin story. I yeah, think later the they did one where they were like one being that was divided. And they, they've got, yeah, like you said, several different origins. And honestly, I, I, I can actually explain that away. I mean, you can say like, well, you know, that's, that's just, um, you know, maybe people have different myths about the same origin story or, you know, creation myth. Oh yeah. The, so. the original one that Simon Furman wrote was very much like uh Zoroastrianism, mm-hmm. the way they have their, you know, benevolent creator God, which is Ahura Mazda. And then you have Angra mind which is like their destroyer. In a lot of ways, it's also, you can look at, um, you know, um, what was it? I'm trying to think of the, uh, it's Krishna and, um, oh, I'm going to, Blank on the name of the of the dark goddess of the destroyer. Oh, Kali. Kali, thank you. Yeah, Kali. I yeah. mean, that's that's a, that's a classic, um, you know, kind of myth of like, you know, a creator. Oh, the cycle destroyer. of creation and yeah. destruction. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, so yeah. I mean, honestly, gives us also a, a little more. I guess I don't. I don't know. Um, mystical kind of sense to it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. Moving along, though, uh, there's there they they of course um, they're gonna grieve Bumblebee, but they, they take him with them. And um I actually I, I stepped out of the uh theater to use the bathroom at this point. Apparently that's where um um Stratosphere shows mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And has a little uh you know back and forth with uh with Mirage. Oh which... yeah Mirage finds out who's coming and he's just like oh not him. <laughs> he but, looks like uh uh-huh. oh I was gonna say with the uh Terracons when uh Airazor's given her exposition about who they are yeah, and you know they ask, well, you're Autobots, you're Maximals, and who are they? They're Terracons. That's a reference back to Transformers Energon, where the Terracons served Unicron. That's right. Which, yeah. once again, you know, um, yeah, that's Terracons Unicron are... trilogy they worked in, which is rare to see worked yeah. into the live action. And people are saying, why are they using Terracons? Terracons are there? Or they were people were caught up on the idea that the Terracons were the the, the G one Terracons, like Hunger, um, Ripper Snapper. Yeah, wow. the abominus combiner. Yeah. 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 Anyways, yeah. So, like, no, no. There's, there's been a lot of Terracons in the, uh, the different shows. Yeah, and this is leaning definitely more towards the, I guess, the Energon Terracons. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that that alone is a you know, nice touch to showing all that. But uh, so, yeah, yeah. I noticed uh, Stratosphere looks like the old pilot, the old British pilot from the Mummy. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's got like the the leather 
like big old uh, mustache. Yeah, the mustache and all that. It's he's almost got like little goggles on his yeah. top of his head too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like so, the flight yeah. mask. Yep. They call them. Yeah. They uh, of course they they you know fly out to Peru because you know Elena's solved solved where this is coming from. Right. So they go check out the uh, the temple because that's where they've they've discovered these um, the, the link to this. I can't remember the name of the temple. Uh, it's a temple of the sun. Temple of the sun. Thank you. Yeah. But there was a oh a, yeah about stratosphere. Uh, yeah. He was originally a Revenge of the Fallen toy. Yes, he was. Which um, they had Optimus like parachute out of the plane, but you know they never referred to him in the movie. Mm. But when they made the toy for that plane and had the little Optimus with it, you know they named it Stratosphere. So this is actually a reference back to that toy from Revenge of the Fallen. And so same it's his kind of, first live action appearance. Yeah, and same kind of plane too. Yeah, which is nice. I kind of appreciate that too. So yeah, they land in Peru, and uh, then you know Wheeljack shows up. And <laughs> I I didn't know what to think about him. And I, you know, I, I didn't know how I felt about it. But once I heard him talking, I was fine with it. Oh, yeah. I was okay with it. I, and there's the uh, the little joke. Uh, I think uh, Noah's making, talking about his accent. Where'd you get your accent from? He's like, what, yeah, what accent? Oh, racing? yeah. With Wheeljack. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he made, his, made a reference back to the Skids and Mudflap from Rings of the Fallen. Right, because he called him. He said, "That's not pretty racist, man." And then, <laughs> yeah, how can it be racist? He's a robot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that was. I think that's actually a quote from Michael Bay. I think Michael Bay said that in an interview somewhere. I'm pretty sure he did. I remember he hearing about that. Uh, but yeah, that's directly back referencing Skids and Mudflap. Like, come on. Oh yeah. Make me very racist, man. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they they go on the. I like the little thing they do in this this town with this festival going on. They have to go through what's become another. It's a church on top of where the temple was. Mm-hmm. They have to go through the whole thing, and, and you know, once again, Elena is uh, they they do the whole subterfuge sneak really easily into this uh, church. Oh yeah, through the parade, which that's a reference to a plague of insecticons. Is it? Because they remember where uh, Sideswipe had to tunnel underneath the parade. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so that's they, a. <laughs> They were going down that like the one ravine, and there's a parade right there. So yeah, around it. That's right. So that. yeah, that's a Easter egg back to that. God. And if you watch the parade, there is a float that looks like a rhino, and then there's a jaguar float, which I guess is a kind of reference to Cheetor. Yeah, nice. So yeah, the the main big one you see when it's like doing the bird's eye view, you'll see yeah. it's a big, colorful rhinoceros. Which there are no rhinoceroses in South America. Well, there's one. Yeah, there's one a big metal <laughs> one. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and I like to get into the you get to the temple and they're looking for stuff and uh, he's like he starts looking at the stonework and she says that's that was made in the, that was built in the 1500s. That's not what we're looking for. Once again, you know, showing that she's like, okay, I'm I'm not just here as the you know plucky female lead. She's like, no, I actually know. I know she's about. the expert. Yeah, <laughs> and uh. Which I love at the end of the movie, she gets credit finally for something like this. But um, yeah, back back to this though. I mean, she's like, they figured out it's it's like you know like a, a national treasure kind of puzzle. Like, oh okay, turn the faces this way, and they all all opens up. I like that they get into this, and like, of course the um the Terracons are on the way. They're they're following the Autobots. They knew something's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elena and nowhere down there under underground, and they you know, they make points say like no one's been here, and you know. A millennia 
which, you know, that's kind of a cool thing. And they kind of follow through this whole, I, well, actually, they fight another one of those freezer robots. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and the calendar on the ground there that, you know, where they did the little puzzle. Oh, yeah, that's right. To open it up. It, it's Unicron. Yeah, it is. It, sh- it has his rings and all that. And it has a skull face in the middle, like death. So, yep. And there are four maximal symbols on it, and there's four maximals in the movie. Exactly. So there's Which, a lot of symbolism worked into that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They're uh, yeah, kind of paraphrase, paraphrase, or kind of work through all this. Uh, they they, you know, Noah has the little hand flashlight gun thing. He finds he has, mm-hmm. which um, I was kind of wondering what they were doing with that because I don't know if that's a, really a play on anything else they've done before. It was just some, something to kind of move it along. I think the the closest thing I could think of was from uh, Dark of the Moon. Mm-hmm. The little gadget said. Uh, Q gave Sam. Oh yeah, like I can see that. Shot Starscream in the eye with it. That's what it reminded me of. I can see that. It looked yeah. a, little, a little cleaner though, but yeah. Yeah, it was definitely not as janky. <laughs> <laughs> More ergonomic. Yeah, they come out into the jungle and they're over there, and you know, immediately Primal shows up and you know jumps down and starts you know yelling at him and pounding his chest and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like, why are you here? Why are you looking for the key? Um, but. Back in the uh, tunnels, with that, uh, that tomb, was there anything yeah. in there that was uh, like a little Easter egg also? Well, there was uh, Maximal Cybertronics on the edge of the slab they slid off. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to spell anything in English. It looks like it might be a code or it could mm-hmm. just be gibberish. Yeah. Yeah, because it's just it's a string of letters and there's a number in front of each of the sets of letters. So I don't know if that's some kind of cipher or they may have just throw some, thrown some random symbols up there. That's possible. I, I if yeah. I didn't put that much effort into it, I, I got I had to say they probably are, you know, trying to do something with it. So it, it seems almost like they they it's something hidden in there because it looks like it could be something because it's set in like segments, like mm-hmm. their words. Like there's yeah. a block of five, then a block of four, and then I want to say a block of is it three or four? at the end and then there's numbers hmm. before the each block so yeah it could be some kind of cipher that we just haven't been able to break and i actually yeah. i put it through some cryptography programs and they couldn't really get anything out of it so it may just be random still a, it's still a secret <laughs> <laughs> yeah who knows but um excuse me they uh they they get out there and they of course they come up the the thing everyone see, has seen in the trailer you know the uh, Maxwells all show up and the uh and the Autobots all show up and there's a whole you know like you know who we are and that sort of thing back and forth with mm-hmm. and they're um then there's a little exposition going on with all this and uh, they they the uh, Maxwells take them to the uh, indigenous village which is kind of cool it didn't seem I, I say this as a, as a white guy it didn't seem exploitative at all. Mm-hmm. It seemed just you know this is just part of it. This is this is their this is where they live. This is their thing. It didn't feel like uh it didn't feel like the um the 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 girl from um what was the what was that episode the I'm trying to remember that they had the uh, Incan pyramids. Oh, uh, fire on the mountain. Fire on the mountain. It didn't seem as richest girl in town. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> green crystals hold all the energy back. Right. Um. It didn't seem as like that though. It was just kind of nice. Yeah, and well, and you have the mention of raw energon at this part. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and that, that's a that's obviously a um a reference right to uh well, let me reference to Beast Wars. 
mm-hmm. and a reference oh, yeah. to uh, to uh, I, I would say Prime. Oh yeah, well, and the IDW comics where they had the Regenesis, where different planets right. were seeded with Energon by a Shockwave. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. But uh, it's all inert, like when Beast Wars. Right, it was not usable. Right, it had so, to go through a process to become usable. Yeah, and I almost feel like that had something to do with. Uh, I don't know if that, if that was something like in Beast Wars, you, you had the um, they had the 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 the, the Vok burn off a lot of the energon and became you know some of it became more usable, and um, and uh, Prime. It was, you know, the whole thing with dark energon and, and such because it was, you know, Unicron as a mm-hmm. So there, there's, there's a lot of references. references yeah, it needed a there. big energy infusion basically yeah. to stabilize it. And yeah. you got that from the Planet Buster in Beast Wars. And then. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, and also the symbol that Elena wrote down from the temple. Uh-huh. She she copied it down. Uh, that goes to code. That's X. It's just. That's the maximal letter X. So it's QBX was the uh, XB XQB XQB. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that could be someone's initials for all we know. Oh yeah. Oh, and when Noah is talking to Elena and saying, we, we'll have to destroy this key when we get it. Cause mm-hmm. it's a danger. That mm-hmm. is a reference to the Nebulons from rebirth part three where they want to destroy the key to the plasma energy chamber because it's a threat right. to their world. That's right. So, yeah, they That's... dug up some, like, season four Easter egg right there. Kill the MacGuffin, man. Because Optimus was telling them you can't destroy the key. You know, it's yeah. important. And the Nebulon's like, nah, don't listen to him. We're, we got to destroy that key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So, yeah, that whole thing progresses along. And, uh, oh, thunderstorm here, apparently. The uh, so yeah, we have all that going on. Um, they, Scourge shoots this clampy thing onto uh, Air Razor, and it looks like almost looks like um, it looks like Cosmic Rust a bit. Mm-hmm. I guess this is more like an infection. She he's um, he's um, altering her or whatever. And I don't know if that was a reference to anything in particular. Um, yeah, it it looked like you know an infection at first that's what I thought it was cosmic rust and it almost mm-hmm. looked like the uh the viral pod that tarantula shot onto Rhinox in Beast Wars kind of low road because it, yeah. it, it had the little legs kind of pop out on it as it flew it's true kinda so did, i mean it, it wasn't like exactly like that cuz that had like a a fluid pod on it but yeah yeah same type of device yeah but yeah it delivered like a virus uh you know that changed her personality which also, I guess is a reference to uh, guerrilla warfare. A uh, guerrilla warfare, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it may have just been a vague reference. It could just be that it was the same sort of thing. Like you know, he, he had the same idea. Yeah, instead for it. of a cyber bee, they kind of did the weird little thing. thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So cyber that, face hugger. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know something's going to come of that later. It's it's like you know your um, Chekhov's gun. It's right. Oh, there. yeah. And you see it. It's they don't hide it. They, they she sees it and she's they mess with it like it's a problem. But she says it's gonna be fine. You know it's not going to be. Oh yeah. She, when Scourge touches you, it leaves a mark. Yeah. That was her. And it's like mm, that. That's the zombie bite. Yeah. Oh no no, it's just a scratch. <laughs> you're no. You're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna come up later. Air Racer was the guy who said he wasn't bitten. <laughs> he, he hides it. He's like puts, right. he pulls a shirt sleeve down. No no, I'm not bitten yeah. at all. No. What are you talking about? 
I yeah. cut myself shaving. <laughs> Your arm? Yeah. Arm? I, like, um, I'm really hairy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that, that whole thing plays out. Um, and they're, they're still, they're trying to so say they have, they get the other, other, other side of it, but you know, of course, screws them to show up and, you know, when they're trying to, he, no one wants to destroy the key. Um, it's, it's not, it's a uh, air razor, you know, it's turns at that point, jumping yeah. out of it. And of course, grabs the key and flies off with it and gives it to Scourge. So, actually, no, flies off with Elena. Elena, yeah. So yeah. they chase her. And Air Razor is also covered with maximal Cybertronics. It's all over her chest plate and on her mm-hmm. shoulders. But it it was too small for me to make out what anything said. Hmm, okay. So, but it, it's a lot too. I mean, she's it's like she's all tatted up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it may just been like, I don't know, I guess maybe set dressing, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe like when we get the 4K DVD Blu-ray, we can zoom in and see what it is. There you go. But uh, also the RC and Wheeljack team up. You know how they team up several times in the mm-hmm. this movie. <laughs> in the original drafts for the 1986 Transformers movie, RC and Wheeljack were a team. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So, so he wasn't just killed. Yeah, well, yeah, he wasn't meant to be killed at all in the original drafts and the storyboards. It just said an Autobot. But that's that shows like they've obviously seen that the way they teamed those two up. Yeah, I wonder um I wonder if that that little that one frame from uh the original 1986 movie was an afterthought. They threw that in there with like Wind Charger and Wheeljack. Oh yeah, and the well the the storyboards, it mm-hmm. looked like smoke screen. Oh. And it just said an Autobot next to wind charger wind charger was named but the guy next to him wasn't and they just threw in wheeljack oh, that's too bad yeah but, you know, of course he shows up in victory was it yeah it was victory because he helped uh turn god Jinrai into victory leo that's right so you know he got better i guess <laughs> he was so he was, he was as bad as des bumblebee was oh yeah well and in Japan, they actually explained it. He that's the Binaltech wheeljack that came over from the other universe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's a dimension hopper. He's a slider. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's wheeljack for you. Uh so yeah, moving right along though. I mean, they uh mm-hmm. so Scourge gets the key. He does it's he does this really cool thing though when he they addresses Unicron and almost like he has his virtual reality um like set up with his uh the the platform where he talks to him. Right. And uh, it's kind of cool. I, you know, almost I wondered almost if you were seeing kind of things how he sees it. Right. It wasn't really affecting the the world around it, but it was yeah, it's how he sees things. So he he does a whole. When thing. he got smacked around though, he really moved. <laughs> yeah. <it did>. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. wasn't gentle. No, no, <laughs> and that was a nice reference to uh, how Galvatron was was tormented in uh, the nineteen eighty six movie. Right. He killed him. He he he, you know, tormented him. And he also told him, you know, you'll wish you died with your planet. Yeah. Yeah. Which, so that means he ate his world and I guess he kind of nor and ratted him. Exactly. Silver Surfer. <laughs> yep. Which, you know, that's, that's one of the big things people say, like, you know, in this obvious Unicron is definitely grabbed. He's, he's lifted off of Galactus. So once again, you have your Herald. Right. Which so. is, you know, Silver Surfer, no mm-hmm. Nova, what the Fire Lord. Was the other one? Yeah. yeah. He's had a string of them. Yeah. They did a what if where Aunt May was his herald. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, God. The, not, not the Aunt May, Aunt May Amigo, the one that had the man. Oh. oh, yeah. That, that thing was horrifying. 
Oh God! Um, so yeah, that that whole thing happens. The uh, the he starts. He has the uh, I guess the whole thing. I don't know where it comes from. It just kind of forms out of the ground or something. The whole table bridge thing. Oh yeah, I think from what I was looking at, because you saw it was all like it was a dead volcanic magma chamber. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then when it formed, though, you started seeing the the magma seeping up to turn the lava, made lava pits at the bottom. So I think it was actually drawing like the andesite or whatever it is into it. So it was pulling up the magma. You sound like you're a geologist. I, mean, what uh, do you about I, that? I know a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you have that whole thing happen. So, yeah, I guess you can say it was, you know, it was, it was constructed out of raw materials right there. Yeah. That, that'd and, uh, be my guess for it. Cause it makes sense. Just from it's the a, effects. Yeah. A really convenient explanation for it. And, uh, oh, yeah, and so- we had another Beast Wars reference earlier with the indigenous tribe. Yeah. Because they, you know, Optimus didn't want to make friends with the humans. Like he didn't want contact with them, but saw the Maximals had befriended an indigenous tribe. And that's going back to like Una and Chalk, mm-hmm. Beast Wars. Yeah. Where it wasn't, they didn't just rescue them. Like they would hang out with them and teach them. Yeah. They're their protectors. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Megatron didn't take them out. Yeah. Um, he tried. He tried. <laughs> uh, the um, so yeah, the whole thing's happening. Um, and so he opens up the uh, the the passageway, the portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it starts opening it up. It's going to take a while to open it up to be big enough for Unicron to come through. But all those uh, those like I guess uh, kind of shock troops come out of the uh, out of the, out of the foundation. The um, the the I don't know the the structure. Yeah, they were just kind of coming out of it. Yeah, like they yeah, were they just formed out right it. there. Yeah, which I, I that was kind of something I didn't put together with anything else. Just you know, I guess it's a convenient way to have shock troops. Yeah, that was your cannon fodder just showing exactly. up. Exactly. Well, you got to have some of the fight, so you know everyone shows up. Uh, well, I guess before that, they're all they're doing the thing, and a neighbor looks up and says, uh, "They're they're here, or they've arrived." Oh yeah, and you see big Optimus standing on the yeah the horizon there. <laughs> They all they all line up because you know that, that's how you want to start a fight. You want to line up in a row so people know where to fire. I was waiting for them to start snapping their fingers. Talk about <laughs> becoming a jet. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna West Side Story it. Oh God. Oh, um, and so... on the key, the transwarp key, the second oh, yeah. piece. Yeah, there's two times uh, when they first present it to them. The Cybertronics <laughs> is mirrored. It's backwards. Okay, and yeah. it says, uh, "He who opens the door." And Cybertronics, and I think that was actually the first piece. Like they used the wrong prop because it says door going the right way when Elena is looking at. It. So I think That's that right. was actually that piece. But when Noah is gonna destroy it and it's laying there in the sand, it says, uh, "What is it? Uh, oh, the, the keeper, keeper of the keys." Yeah. That's right. He's only yeah. Right. So yeah, it says that along there. So it's a completely different inscription, and it's going the right way. So that's why I think they might have accidentally switched props because they looked a lot alike yeah they they all look so alike into that. that could have been or maybe it's got you know the same inscription is mirrored on each piece that could be also yeah it could be either way with that so and when yeah. they're making their plan uh wheeljack makes a rat trap quote oh yes yeah, right yeah and he says, it sounds like we're gonna we're all gonna die which, that's right uh, we're all gonna die was rat traps catchphrase but man, the uh, the fight was great. Um, you know, 
finally see Maxwell's maximize. Right. Oh, yeah. And that was the other thing. He actually yelled maximize, which was yeah. the activation code from the Beast Wars show. Yeah. And honestly, um, I mean, Prime looked fine. Toronto, uh, Cheetor, Cheetor moves so fast, I'd really get a good look at him. Kind of, kind of yeah. irritated me, but, you know, Rhinox looked cool. He looked big. He looked like a big menacing, you know, figure. Oh, yeah. Like, freaking it was his, his big hammer. Yeah. Sledgehammer yeah. was cool. Like, <laughs> the war hammer. That was great. <laughs> And uh, so yeah, the whole that whole fight is going on, and you know it's it's starting to you know it's it's going pretty well for the uh, for the Maxwells and the Autobots, and then um, it opens up big enough for Unicron to start coming through, so he starts shooting through all the uh, the you know I guess his the little minions, yeah, the little scorpion minions, yeah, and uh, and they're like oh the they're Kinder they're, eggs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole thing where like they're they're thinking like oh this is gonna get really bad and that's when Stratosphere shows up and uh the re the resurrected Bumblebee flies on dude I, the theater when I was there people lost it and oh uh, yeah and the whole Energon resurrection thing that mm-hmm. goes back to Revenge of the Fallen because that's how they brought Jetfire back and also they needed a source of Energon which is why they needed the Matrix for Optimus yeah exactly so. That fits. That's within you know this, the live action universes. I guess lore that if they're dead, you can just give them enough energon and they'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> Jolt them enough, they'll wake up. Right. Yeah, that whole thing was great. And the he's like he's falling and taking out those little little eggs or little minion egg things, and Nightbird shows up and goes after him, and the the whole fight you know goes on. And you picked up on a great reference to Beast Wars episode. I can't remember the, the name of the one. It's where Spark. Oh, the Spark. Oh, the Spark. Okay, I thought it was the one where um where Pterosaur gets a lot of energy. I guess it was on the Spark. Uh, one. Oh, that was Power Surge. Power Surge yeah. yeah, but yeah, this one it was the introduction of Air Razor. That's right. And, oh, well, there you go. And the first time they really went into Sparks, you know, That's in the lore right. at all. And yeah, at the end she shoots him to pieces and he falls. Yeah. Very similar to the way that Nightbird's pieces fall. One piece after the other, head falls, you know. Yeah. I was almost waiting for her head to drop right center screen like pterosaurs did. <laughs> and before that, though, there's a part where Unicron says he, I guess he's talking to Optimus, and he says, uh, the world is already mine. Mm-hmm. And that could be a veiled reference to that Unicron is actually in the future that the Maximals came from. So if this isn't a separate reality, then he could still be inside the earth. Like that's a hint that he huh. is in there. Like that world is already mine because it's me. I mean, that could be, there's, there's that, no telling. I, yeah, that could be a veiled reference to that because, you know, they like to toy with us with that to leave it ambiguous. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, all that stuff's going on. Bumblebee comes back, kills Nightbird. And I, I love the whole, um, the, the team with prime and, um, and primal to take oh, out yeah. um battle battle trap battle, yeah <laughs> which once again the the terracon the the minions of the terracons the uh the, you know it was not scourge and but yet had a you know battle trap and nightbird neither of them were weak they, they no, were they were tough, tough. they're for a reason they were they were minions of you know a dark god that that was 100 i did i did notice how you know he was the, the scourge and his minions were essentially invincible but you know not really 
Right. <laughs> well, was... that's like Beast Wars as well, because every time someone new shows up, they're invincible until like the next episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rampage is unstoppable until the next episode. Right. Uh, yeah, but that'll everything is going on, and you know, of course, uh, Elena and um, Noah go to try to stop uh, for. Uh, uh, they had a convenient tunnel underneath that bridge, which, you know, yeah, the convenient stuff for the plot. Right. Well, and of... it, it was a maximal design, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why it had maximal Cybertronics controlling it, because okay. it came from the key. Okay. So, yeah, I guess they weren't worried about humans messing them up, because, yeah, you know, they're the good guys. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a, that, all that's going on, and uh, they're they they saying something in uh I guess uh, Scourge saw them down there and reaches down and, you know, grabs out uh, Noah. Mirage right. gave him away. That's what it was. Yeah. Mirage like, go Noah. And it's like, oh, what's this? Yeah, that's right. Because Mirage shows up as a, he's trying to like uh, get, take care of uh, Scourge by himself. He's supposed which, to distract him. <laughs> yeah. he He's trying to pull a, a hot rod. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah <laughs> no, right. you don't Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he gave him away, and he, you know, so he pulls, you know, Scourge pulls him out of there, and Elena is down there. She's she does her thing, you know, and takes out one of the little freezer guys. Uh, so she's over there trying to code break the uh, the 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 bridge, the key, and all that. But mm-hmm. uh, I like how he did all this with Noah and Mirage. So um, you know, Noah's about to get killed, and um, you know, he covered uh, Mirage covers covers him up, and uh, he gets you know. Gets his back shot out. Yep. And uh <laughs> the uh so he, he's like, you know, like, hey, I promised your little brother I would uh take care of you. And uh so he he once again gives him a part of him and like creates this like kind of really cool exosuit. And they did it really well. Like, I didn't know how it was gonna look. Oh yeah. yeah. And the director, you know, Stephen Capel Jr. Yeah. said he said that's a direct reference back to the exosuits from the original movie. Perfect. Like yeah, so he said that's what inspired that. Um, because if I recall in the interview, he said that wasn't in the original script, and he thought about that and he wanted to add that. It's perfect. I mean, especially considering uh, how we how the movie ended and who he met at the end of the movie. Yeah, but, and they were actually it's more like the Master Force exosuit the way it made it them faster like and stronger. It. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. It looked like a Master Force suit. Even like the, the point where he had pretty nice guns on him. He had you know a jetpack and everything. Oh yeah, he had he got a, an upgrade. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. And then that, that whole fight goes on, and um, I, I really, really like the whole uh, you know Prime finally taking out Scourge, ripping his uh, his. Well, I, I did um, was it Mirage or um or Noah that ripped off his face mask? Oh yeah, Mirage kicked Mirage. his face mask off. Yeah, yeah, he looked like a like a like a you know, like an unwrapped mummy or a lich or something. Yeah, he had little chains. If you look, he has yeah. small chains holding his face on. Yeah. So, exactly. and part of his cheek is gone. Like one eye is just kind of barely hanging there. Actually, you no, know, it kind of reminded me of uh, the same kind of look that uh, uh, the 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 mummy from the first mummy movie. Right when he's got the holes in his face. Yeah. Yeah. But as you know, with this style. Right. Yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. You know, prime. You know, had him have a good fight, and he eventually takes him out. He he uh, shoves his face in the in the magma, mm-hmm. and burns it, and basically rips him apart. And there's a Prime Wars trilogy reference there. 
So really? it says, yeah, this is the power of a prime. There you go. Yeah. And <laughs> Noah hacked the hinges. He do what? Remember from remember Go with the Flow, the episode from Beast Wars where they were teaching yeah. the the proto humans how to fight Predacons. Mm-hmm. And they told him you hack the hinges, basically stab them in their joints. That's right. And oh yeah, he did. Yeah, he hacked his hinges. He did like a like Mary, oh, Mary yeah, Doc Brandy Buck on the Witch King <laughs> and got him right in the ankle. That's right. And <laughs> let Prime get him. Nice. And you know they uh, they they well, everything the 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 key gets hacked and you know they, it gets basically um it gets uh, undone and the the rift starts closing and everyone's you know. You know, getting sucked in. Prime says, "I'm gonna, you know, get." Basically, says, "I'm gonna do this so you can all survive." Yeah, and of course, Noah shows up and saves them, and they get out of there. You know, we'll, we'll get all away from all the drama. That essentially, they get away, which is mm-hmm. it was a nice, you know, thing where the, it, it sucked all that technology out with it, mm-hmm. uh, including uh, pulling the Unicron out with it and all, everything like that. All the uh, minions, everything went out with it. And if you watch when Optimus transforms, you know, they do the big heroic exit and he transforms yeah. into a truck. Yeah. He transforms exactly like, well, not exactly, but like the G1 toy. Head and all. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. The the, the arms go to the side and everything. Yeah. That was really yeah. nice. My son noticed that first. He's like, he did it like the toy. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of, I saw that, but there was so much going on that I wanted to, you know, stop and, you know, watch. Yeah. TV. When you watch again, watch it. It's like, it's a pretty reasonable facsimile of way he did. And, you know, in the TV show too, he transformed like the toy in the nice. G1 cartoon. So and they all get out of there and, you know, everything's cool. And, and, uh, you know, everyone's happy and, you know, the, the Maxwell's go off their, on their thing and you know, they have this big, nice alliance now. And, you know, they, everyone kind of got away except for Mirage. You don't know what happens to him because it looks like he's dead. And, and they even go back in stratosphere when um, they're flying back and, you know, Noah's looking at the suit, hanging up. Yeah, it's almost like he's mourning Mirage. Yeah, looking at the suit, which in the test screening, which you know they had the guy last week that went to the test screen last year, mm-hmm. he said that there wasn't a Mirage like resurrection scene or comeback scene. Like he was just gone at that point in the test screening, and they decided they needed to fix that. Which I'm glad they did because it's a great oh, yeah. character. Oh, it's a great character, and he. I, I... You know, he came back. He reminded me, you know, the old Frosty the Snowman cartoon. Oh, yeah. They put the hat on him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you put the Autobot symbol on the, the hood ornament, and then, yep. you know, he comes back. Happy birthday. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Man, I, I was a big fan of Pete Davidson doing that. that oh, he did a great job. Had fun doing it. Yeah. I, I love seeing him at the, uh, the premiere. He had the, the all blue, um, you know, jogging suit with a big Autobot symbol on it. Oh yeah, he was having a lot of fun with oh, it. Oh, he's living it up. Uh Elena, like I referenced earlier, she gets credited with the discovery of the temple. That was added also. Oh, really? Because in the test screening, they didn't have that. And when they asked the, the people, because you know, they interview them or have them fill out cards, and that was one thing that everybody was saying is like, well, what happened with Elena? Where's her conclusion? And so they added that to the final was, version because it was left out of the first one. That's a good conclusion. I like that. Oh yeah. And she, and, uh, she got the comeuppance and got the credit finally. Yeah, exactly. It was, uh, I want to ask you this though. I haven't read that that document. Is uh, the G.I. Joe reference at the end of it, was that in the original test screening? No, I oh. don't think so. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it was. I really like that. 
you know, how he he's kind of leading them on with the the, uh, the job interview. So you want to tell me about your friends out there? <laughs> you know, and poor Noah, he's just trying to do us right. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, yeah, that's good. It's a good answer. And I don't know. They had the, he, he opened the, he opened the, uh, he did the, I guess, what was it the picture? Oh shift? yeah. To open the, uh, the, the, the panel and show the, uh, kind of looked like it kind of reminded me of the, uh, the, the MIB headquarters. But he and did you see what the plaque said? I did not. It was the real hero award and had an American flag. So it was a real American hero. <laughs> nice. Um, what was, what were they working on down there? It looks like it looked like a pod from the, uh, 2007 movie. Oh no, that was uh, a Terracon dropship. Okay, was like that was what that Scourge, was. Yeah, yeah. What Scourge came down in the beginning when he fought Ape Link. Nice. Okay, it, it's the same ship or a similar ship if it's not the exact same okay. one. They okay, perfect. That's where they they dug it out of the out of the uh, river and uh, pulled it up. Yeah, they're nice. so gonna reverse engineer some GI Joe technology out of that. Cool. And also, his the guy's name is Agent Burke, according to his card. Uh huh. Okay, there wasn't a G.I. Joe named Agent Burke, but there was a character who was, uh, it's the the spy who rooked me was the episode, and they had like the James Bond guy that was with them that kept, you know, making Flint mad. Yeah. His name was Agent Matthew Burke. Nice. So that may be a reference (laughs) back to that, or it could be a coincidence. No, that's got to be. I mean, with all the all the GI Joe names they could have used, they didn't. That's that's great. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, at the end of the day, though, it was it was a fun movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I mean, it's it's at this point, it, it was about to hit two hundred million in in, uh, in ticket sales. Oh yeah, it's it it should be back to being a uh, a success. I mean, I would hope. I mean, you haven't gotten to the the the, uh, the online sales or the DVDs or what sales or anything like that or Blu-ray sales. Oh yeah, that's gonna you know that just keeps building and building. And I, I think it just opened in, uh, across the you know in, you know the Asian market too, which the yeah. Asian market is actually one of the biggest markets for Transformers movies. Oh, and the test screening—they had like a very different ending. In the test screening, Optimus got pulled through the portal, and they had a after-credit scene that showed him waking up in space and Unicron's there with him. Like he's with Unicron and it like left the cliffhanger. Oh, that would have been cool too. Yeah. It seemed almost like they were going to go back to the whole nemesis prime thing, but I think they decided they already did that. So <laughs> they didn't do it really well either. It was a, that was a, that was a mess. That was, it was odd, but yeah. yeah. In the test screening, yeah, they had like that a whole cliffhanger where Optimus is stuck on the other side of the portal. He, he pulled a Tony Stark. And went through the portal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Man, okay. Uh, there yeah, are those of... are all the Easter eggs that I caught. I mean, and like with the Power of the Primes thing, that was also uh, the first time that Ron Perlman played Optimus Primal. Yep. And the first time that Optimus Primal teamed up with Optimus Prime. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it would have been really cool to have uh, Gary Chalk do the voice, but I think Ron Perlman did a good job. Yeah, he did a good job. I always want Uncle Gary on there. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, all of it was good. He, Honestly, Rymax didn't really have a whole lot of lines. That was that was Dave Basabalov, wasn't it? Um, yeah. In the the test screening, he had one line, and they actually made a joke about him not having any lines because mm-hmm. when he speaks, I think Noah goes, "You can talk." 
<laughs> they said that in the test screen. They that part got cut out, but that was like a little joke about him not having any other lines in the movie. But David Sobolov, uh, if I recall correctly, he did Ape Link's voice also and Battle Trap. He did. It's David's. He did David uh, Ape Link, yeah, and uh, Battle yeah. Trap. Yeah, I, I believe okay. he did Battle Trap also. And a lot of people said that when they heard Ape Link, they thought it might have been Gary Chalk. So David Soloff may have been channeling some Uncle Gary into it. Oh, I'm so. sure he was. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he was. Well, cool, man. Um, this is going on a lot longer than I thought it was, but there, it was a long movie. A lot we could have talked about this a lot longer. So, oh yeah, and that, yeah. I, I guarantee you there are Easter eggs that we missed. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Know. It's very layered. So definitely uh, check that out. As soon as it, um, if I get a chance to see it again in theaters, but if not, I'm definitely going to get it streaming. So you'll watch all those things over and over again and drive my wife nuts. <laughs> and uh, it's worth seeing it. over and over again because every time I, I've watched, I've watched it multiple times and I see something new every time. Yeah. And it's not like the the other, like the, the earlier Bay films where you see new things because there's so much going on that you can't focus on it. This is like, there's like layers of, you know, nostalgia hidden here and there i heard i saw i read a lot of reviews saying that was a mess like there's too much going on and uh i don't agree at all it was the the whole ending the whole ending battle there's a lot going on but it didn't seem like it wasn't a mess i could see it wasn't a lot a lot of blurred stuff yeah the camera tracked pretty well i thought yeah yeah it did actually um all of the the, the maxwells looked like they they didn't look blobby at all which i was afraid yeah. of I think on the trailer, Primal, when he transformed, he looked a little blobby to me. But when I saw in the movie, it was not at all. Oh, yeah. When that was the early CGI in those trailers, too. They, exactly. They hadn't you finished know, it yet. Everything about it looked great. So I'm, I'm, I was really happy about it. And there's a director's cut coming out. That's what I hear. He was uh, he, he wanted to have some more stuff in it. I guess he had a bunch more that he had to cut for time. Yeah. And there was some that they cut because of the test audience. Yeah. Because uh, there's a scene where Optimus kills a, a Decepticon named Transit. Really? And, yeah, in the beginning of the movie. Huh. And they felt that it, it kind of slowed down the pace at first because it, it's going in how Optimus misses Cybertron, you know, and he's mocking him about Cybertron. And <laughs> then he dumps his body in the river and there's like all these dead Decepticons in the river down there. Holy crap. And yeah, they... So that was kind of dark, and they hadn't developed the CGI for the river part, but he says the the transit fight is almost finished anyway. So he's going to add that in the director's cut. But he yeah. says the, the river dump scene won't be there. He says it was kind of dark, and it, it wasn't ever, that part wasn't finished. Well, I'll say it again. He's an angry prime. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, really he's grumpy prime. <laughs> he is. All right, man. I appreciate you, uh, you doing this with me tonight. I want to get something out there because uh, Ed had a busy last weekend, so we weren't able to record the usual episode. But I want to get this. Uh, I'll get this put up as soon as possible. And uh, thanks for everyone for checking us out again. And uh, yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah, definitely check out AxonUnderground.net. That's where Boo is uh, webmaster until he gets laid off. Yeah, uh, for all the money you get paid from. Uh, you have the uh, the owner. Yeah, that guy, he didn't pay me anything. No. <laughs> BZ. <laughs> just like Scourge. Right? He just <laughs> torments me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm kidding, BZ. So... <laughs> um, by the way, a little, um, you know, um, back to what we, uh, I've been referencing a lot of the last episodes. Um, uh, Simon Lech, who has the um, 
the Sunbow Archive. He was able to, you know, kind of wriggle out of his dire straits he was in. He's uh, he's not homeless, so that's a good thing. So oh yeah, he got his rent that, paid. So yeah, everyone help with that. Thanks a bunch. You know, I'm sure he's a lot more thankful than I would be, but he does a lot of good stuff out there. He has a lot of great stuff out there for everyone. So I think I want to make sure we could do what we could on our end. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, yeah, anyways, uh, check out the axonunderground.net and check us out on YouTube and I'll get it put up there. And, uh, you know, if you, you like it, give us a good rating, give us a thumbs up on YouTube, tell your friends, tell your parents, tell your kids, tell everyone. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> write your uh, congressman <laughs> no, 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 no. no don't do that <laughs> All right. until next time everyone thanks a bunch good we'll night y'all later <laughs>